0: Hello, hello, all, and welcome to The L Show, where The L and The L Show stands for Leaning In, which means we will not shy away from any subject, no matter how taboo or uncomfortable, such as menopause, sex, libido, mental health and depression, difficulties with weight loss, And all the other topics that are important to us as we mature, we are getting into the primes of our lives. And so we want to be able to talk openly about these things. So thank you for tuning in and either watching or listening to the show. If you have any questions during the show, please call in and we will do our best to get you on the air to answer your questions. You can call the studio at 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman. I'm the owner of Rose Pharmacy and Boutique Apothecary, located here in Cornelius. We are a compounding pharmacy with a focus on functional medicine. This means that my team and I, we make medications specifically formulated for you. We also provide holistic alternatives like supplements, vitamins, and much more. You can find out more about us by checking us out on Instagram and Facebook at Rose Pharmacy and Boutique Apothecary or our website at Boutique. Dot com i would like to introduce my guest co-host dr lexi lane doctor of naturopathic medicine who is the owner of summit vitality in davidson welcome dr lexi and thanks for being my co-host today thank you for inviting me out well listen let's let's get started i want to find out about i want you to let our listeners know about your background and your practice like what's your story
1: Sure. So I am a naturopathic doctor and I uh, studied the field of medicine up in Seattle. And then I chased the sunshine here to fabulous North Carolina, yeah. where I set up shop in Davidson. And um, and so being the, a naturopathic doctor, we really value a non-pharmaceutical approach. And so there's a lot of synergy with compounding mm-hmm. pharmacists mm-hmm. and um, yeah. food is medicine, you know, so we're, mm-hmm. we're really about finding and treating the cause. And so it's a little confusing about, well, naturopathic medicine versus functional medicine. Folks, I'm just going to say same language, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. a little bit of a different accent. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Yes. Yeah. Tomato,
0: tomato. is that's, like that.
1: Yes. Okay. Banana, banana. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes. Uh, but yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: Okay. So also what I do know about you is that you are also a triathlete. That is correct. Okay. So let's talk through that because that to me, like that's just amazing so talk talk us through sure
1: so in 2019 early 2019
0: i had like
1: barely made like 2,000 steps in one day because I was sitting so much Mm -hmm. and I said you know what that Lake Norman YMCA is three minutes (laughs) from my office Mm -hmm. I have no choice but no excuse right so and I'm like I I need to get up and move Mm -hmm. because that's what I'm all about so I actually went and discovered this banner that said train like a triathlete so listen up I went from barely 2,000 steps to now being three times half Ironman finisher oh my goodness I got first place in a triathlete triathlon in a few weeks ago and then i am scheduled to do the lake davidson's triathlon coming up next week with train oh my
0: goodness yes. okay so so yeah so i'm feeling a little kind of like you know <laughs> like i need to Get my act together, right? I think, yeah, I think Bill, our <laughs> producer, he feels the same way. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> movement is life. It oh is life. my goodness. Yes. Well, that is awesome. That is awesome. So, um, to our listeners, uh, just as we always warn that some of the content may not be suitable for all audiences. And the information presented in this show is not intended to replace the advice of your healthcare provider. So the month of September, we are focusing on mental well-being, stressors that lead to mental health opportunities, and our body's ability to be resilient. And what I mean by resilient is how our bodies can recover from the insults that are thrown at it and get back on track. And there are internal or or functional factors that can play play into it that can allow the insults that affect us to lead to some of our mental health challenges. But our body's resilience is like a mental weapon to protect us. Um, and this is why I'm an advocate for really opening up about our struggles while also understanding that how we take care of ourselves can have a huge impact on our overall mental well-being. And we know that we have all these circumstances like hectic schedules, um, these additional stresses, family, um, no sleep. Oh, and we're also going through menopause. Uh, But with functional resilience, we can still recuperate without it taking the toll That it does when we are not in a good place internally so we're going to dive into different subjects under this heading because there's so many things that are happening to us that where we need some comfort sometimes a little bit of validation a sympathetic ear to let us know that we are not losing our minds and there is a way through right
1: yeah yeah and you know and and can you speak on that in terms of just in this fast-paced world and on demand you know oh my
0: gosh yeah (laughs) pill like a pill like yeah like okay so there's something wrong let's go to a pill right yes. that's not that you know we know that our listeners our listeners our viewers they are not about that right they are looking for something different an alternative approach not just going straight to a pill because that just is not our bodies our bodies are too um What's the word I'm looking for? Too efficient for that, right? Like if we can look to other things before going there. Of course, if you need it, right? Absolutely. That's that's not first line, right? (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. So,
1: yes, and that functional resilience, you know, is is that a little bit what you mean by that? Of like, you know, sometimes
0: you can't find functional resilience in in a pill. Yeah, exactly, because you're not really you're not taking care of the root cause, right? You are basically putting a bandage on a situation, but you really need to look at, okay, what's going on in the inside so that, you know, we're going to have stressors, right? We're going to go through things, but if we don't have, if our bodies aren't good, our bodies aren't ready to take that insult, then what are we doing? And that pill, what does that pill do? It masks an issue that can pop its head up, At a different time, right? A different time in our lives. When we get even older than we are now, we're not old. I'm just saying. Yes, yes. um, Yes. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, so Dr. Lexi and I are going to start our month-long journey talking about factors to consider when it comes to mental well-being. And so, Dr. Lexi, I love to share fun facts with the audience. Let's do it. So, all right. And Who knows? Who knows? Um, one of these could be the answer to one of our trivia questions later in the month. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, get some good gifts, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so mental health fact number one. By the year 2030, major depressive disorder will be the, will be the number one uh, disability in the United States. Also, according to one study, 80% of people with major depressive disorder also have sleep disturbances. There was also a study that was put out by the NIH in which healthy individuals with no history of depressive disorders were given a bacterial infection, which caused sustained inflammation in their guts, which led to the emergence of classical depressive symptoms. Is that
1: not crazy? It's really sad. Right. Excuse the pun.
0: Yeah. I know. I know. (laughs) S-A-D. Yes. Yes. Right. So um, I think it's just it's it's it's. A clear, a very clear connection with your gut and your your mental awareness, your mental health, right? Yes. So, yes. Um, And also, another little fun fact, um, diet is such an important puzzle piece to mental health that it has inspired a field of medicine known as nutritional psychiatry. Did you know that? I actually did not know that. Yeah, and I'm like Googling nutritional, nutritional psychiatrists. I'm like, okay, so do we have any in davidson well shoot that would be me right <laughs> yeah, right i'm like, yeah, right, not exactly. a psychiatrist however <laughs> but, but you know like really yeah, like right, right. i'm like so clearly clearly it's a need there it, is a need i mean they're creating this is being created when it's already there i.e right, you right, right? Yes. so it's already there
1: but food and the brain and just
0: that yes 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 When we come back, Dr. Lexi and I are going to dive into stress and its effects on our brains and therefore our mental well-being. Please stay with us and we will be back in a moment. Welcome back to The L Show. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman, and I'm here with my guest, Dr. Lexi Lane. And we are jumping into stress and how it affects our mental health because of the impact on your brain. So, Lexi, let's talk stress. I know from our conversations that stress is an area of focus for you in your practice. And, And so because we know it can lead to so many things, including mental health issues. So what's your typical approach to that patient who comes in and exhibiting signs of stress? Sure.
1: Yeah. And, you know, they're not necessarily going to say stress is their first thing. Normally it's going to be fatigue Mm -hmm. or anxiety or problems with sleep. Mm -hmm. So those are going to be your three main complaints. And so i I boil stress down into physical stress, emotional stress, and then psychological stress. And mm-hmm. so with a discovery call, which is complimentary, we go over their health goals. So what, what are you really trying to do? What what's mm-hmm. what do you want to focus on? And then as a naturopathic doctor, we do have the time and to really get to know someone and to mm-hmm. understand all the different layers that contribute to someone's stress. And so mm-hmm. I, I describe it as a Jenga tower, and mm-hmm. there's all these little blocks, you know, from running, you know. The kids around all their little sports, and then the pressures of the job, etc, etc. So the the blocks get higher Mm -hmm. and higher. And then Mm -hmm. eventually we have a threshold. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's threshold is different. But it usually does present with fatigue, and then that anxiety, but also depression, because you know, when your body is not being able to keep up with what, it, what you want it to do, yeah, right? it really makes you kind of upset, right? It's like, I'm not yeah. performing the mm-hmm. way I used to perform. Mm-hmm. So that's what stress really looks like. And that's what people are usually reporting. And so the process is to understand the contributing factors, mm-hmm. maybe do some testing to, you know, figure some things out physiologically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we target supplementation, but then there's an element of coaching with that and giving mm-hmm. people skills to manage the stress and helping yeah. them to become more resilient.
0: So you had mentioned, um, so the, the 10 step process. So, and that's kind of what you were just going through. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. In a quick and dirty. That was the kind of the 10 step. I was waiting on 10. I'm like counting. I'm like, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't count. (laughs) (laughs) But part of that 10 step is, is that,
1: yes, we're getting to know you. There's an assessment. There's testing. Okay. All that jazz. Gotcha.
0: Okay, so what are we defining as stress?
1: Okay, so I just kind of mentioned there's there's a few different categories Mm -hmm. of stress, Mm -hmm. but what we're going to define this as, it is a mental, emotional, physical threshold Mm -hmm. to where we are now at almost a breaking point. And so the stress is you're feeling stretched and you're almost like, I can't take much more. And that's where you're really hovering yeah. in that breaking point. Okay, and, um, gotcha. And that's where we're getting into burnout. So um, okay. that fight or flight response, mm-hmm. that's the acute
0: stress. Gotcha. Okay. And so, in stress doesn't have to be, for our listeners, stress doesn't have to be you get into a fight with somebody. That's not, you know, you get into an argument, right? So Correct. Yeah. Stress can be, can come in many different forms, the stress to your body.
1: Yes. So that lack of sleep that you were t- mm-hmm. you know mentioning, mm-hmm. um, that stresses the body. If you're not feeding your body well, mm-hmm. you heard I'm an athlete. So yep. athletes can overtrain. And if you've been going to the gym because you've gone from zero to 100 and you're pretending and thinking that you used to be what you used to be, <laughs> uh, you got to yeah. start slow. Um, so overtraining can stress the body, but dehydration, you know, all these other, mm. all these pieces
0: mm-hmm. stress the yeah. body. Yeah. So, can some of our mental bandwidth that we think is due to like hormonal issues, can, they can actually be rooted in stress, right? Yes. So, yes.
1: I mean, absolutely. It's change. It, it's change in the body. Yeah. And so, drops in hormones certainly stress the body out.
0: Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> so, like we had talked, we had talked before about. You know how men can see a drop in testosterone. Yes. Right, and so uh, women see a drop in estrogen, and that. When we were talking about those things. Yes. We can talk about that can mimic depression. Yes. Right?
1: Yes, that's right. Because um, we actually so your your sex hormones mm-hmm. have. Receptors in the brain. Mm-hmm. And so when men are dropping in testosterone, they're gonna look like low dopamine. And so they're gonna mm. lose that joy. They're gonna get super irritable, lose the motivation, which is gonna drive yep. drive the wives crazy mm-hmm. because they're like, just just go out and do something. But men are, <laughs> are they in that low dopamine state, so there's no motivation there. Mm-hmm. Um, women that drop in estrogen is gonna look like serotonin deficiency. Mm-hmm. So there's your depression and your moodiness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, the drop in progesterone is going to contribute to anxiety because it's that GABA response. So your sex hormones absolutely contribute to brain health and mental health and well-being. So when you feel that menopause or men andropause and you do feel anxious, irritable, mm-hmm. moody, all the things, mental health is a player. In this, and just note that if your body is going through this biochemical change, you're gonna have a psychological impact as well.
0: So just to just to bring this back, so hormonal imbalance can throw us off, but underlying that is an increased dysfunction within our bodies, right? That due to stress, in which our hormones are actually reacting to, so our hormones don't want to be like you think about somebody who you know is not making estrogen and they're super young right so and they're having issues with that well it's like an environment like what is what are your cells bathed in yes. and so you're Ovaries are probably like I don't want to make
1: estrogen in this environment. Right, I don't right, have a right. baby in
0: here. Yeah, you know, that's so. right.
1: That's right. Yeah. So I, I usually use the example of you know listen your body doesn't know the difference between the pressures of life and a shark or a bear. Yeah. And uh, and mm-hmm. and so it's you know or or you know environmental fires since that's yes. you know kind of current. Um. So when the body senses it's in danger, it doesn't mm-hmm. have time to reproduce. Who wants to, you know, be intimate? Yeah. Right. <laughs> when um. So libido is going to drop. Mm-hmm under stress. And those hormones are going to, those sex hormones are going to drop because the body physiologically Mm -hmm. is shifting from supporting sex hormones and going into survival mode. And survival mode is anything from environmental survival that's real or Mm -hmm. pressures from life and work and the finances and whatever's on the news that you're watching.
0: Exactly. Everything. (laughs) So personal story here. Um, So I went into menopause very very early. I, it was before I was in my 40s. and Which not, is a really, yeah. that's striking. Right. So and not once did anyone think about that maybe we should look into this because, you know, functional medicine, that wasn't even really, a, I mean, it was out there, but it's not, it wasn't like. Not like it is today. Not like it is today. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, okay, clearly, like my brain and my ovaries were still working, but the issue, now I know the issue was not my hormones. It was the fact that my body was just not hospitable, right? So I was stressed out, working crazy, crazy, crazy hours, horrible diet, no sleep. I mean, you were an couldn't... executive woman for a yeah. corporation. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that was and that was my lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I went into menopause. I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world? But if I if, if if I think the practice of what it is now, functional medicine is that was back then what it is now, I think that we would have realized that and maybe did different things and not automatically say, okay, we need to put you on some hormones. Right, right. You know?
1: Yeah, you know, and whenever you were sharing your story, Dr. Eastman, you you had mentioned, you know, that not getting any sleep in oh, that environment gosh. was almost
0: celebrated. Yes. I mean, it was honestly like that was like a badge of honor. Staying up all night, working, working, you know, was like, well, I stayed up until 3 a.m. getting this spreadsheet done. I stayed up until, well, I did this. Well, I haven't seen my family in two days. You know, so all of these things, all of these deprivations that were celebrated, right, but it was doing so much harm internally, right? And so here you have someone who's not even 40 going into menopause.
1: Yeah, and that's Crazy. you know and that's a real that's a that's a great example. Unfortunately, on how stress mm-hmm. can totally shut down that sex hormone pathway, and you have yeah. someone under forty, early menopause. So sleep, yes. sleep,
0: sleep, sleep. I love to sleep. I still don't get enough, but I love to sleep. If they could make that an Excuse Olympic me, I fell sport, <laughs> just uh, kidding, <laughs> uh, uh, right? <laughs> and that needs to be an Olympic sport. I would take first place all day long, but of course, you know, we don't have, I don't get enough. Um, but do you find that like many of your clients underestimate the importance of sleep? Yeah. You know, so
1: the, the, the clients that come to me, they're, they're usually well-read and and Mm -hmm. researched. And Mm -hmm. so they're coming to me going, I know sleep is supposed to be important, but I just can't sleep. So the people I usually see are frustrated, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that, that no matter what they
0: try, they're not getting the sleep. Hmm. Well, it could it be, could it be that, you know, we're talking about behaviors, right? Some, some of its behaviors, like what are you doing before you go to bed, all of that stuff. And I remember thinking, okay, you know what, maybe I should try to be more um cognizant of like what i'm doing a couple hours before bed but my body had gotten into that rhythm of not getting sleep that it was difficult to even fall asleep so you have to basically reset at yes. least reset you know yes
1: resetting the circadian rhythm which is where the value of supplementation can really help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to um to help the i almost say it's, it's like setting the breakers whenever the power in the house goes out and you have to go and like you, you flip the breaker box mm-hmm. um well supplementation can certainly support and help the circadian rhythms now we're talking about that stress and cortisol response as it competes with the sleepy melatonin um but Mm -hmm. back to your hormones component when you do see the drop in in hormones that can also contribute to to poor sleep too um but lifestyle yeah you know it's um those those darn short videos on social media i mean really (laughs) total hashtag time sink.
0: Yeah. and that light you know and it's like you, i know you're like wait a minute wait a minute you're like in it you're like in a time warp continuum you start you're like i'm just I, i'm here 2 hours later you're like wait a minute yes what happened and then it's
1: 11:30 11:45 and there's this little tiny voice that goes sleep
0: i should be going to sleep yes (laughs) all right oh my uh... goodness so yes but the importance of sleep just is 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 we cannot belie how important it is
1: rest and digest it's how our body heals
0: yes 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 and so when we get back from our break we will continue this conversation and we'll see you then Welcome back to the L Show, where I am here with my guest host, Dr. Lexi Lane. And while we were on break, we did get a question from William in Statesville. Um, William, condolences for your loss. He lost his wife earlier this year, and he is looking for um, just some ways to help his family, his, his daughter, his mother, to really cope that sort of stress. So Dr. Lexi, what would you, what would you have to say?
1: Yeah. To... And, and thank you so much for, for the call, mm-hmm. William, and, and so sorry for the loss. Um, so this is a really, really important thing to bring up because grief and depression are two different things. Grief is, is I, I, I describe it as a, um, it's the price we pay for love Mm. and loving someone wholeheartedly or, you know, a furry friend. And it hurts. It genuinely hurts. And the grieving process, that journey is not a place to get stuck in, but it's a journey. And to move through that and to understand the different stages of grief, that's a quick Google search on the six, seven stages of grief. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a few others, but understanding those stages to understand where your loved ones are, because you're all probably going to express it a little bit differently. So my cycle through those stages differently. Yes, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's another piece is that you're going to cycle through the stages on your own time. Yes. So even if someone says, well they were they they died six or six months to a year ago, you should be over this. Mm. Please do not should on people because your journey is your own. Yes. And if it takes a year to two years, three years, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. so long as you're moving through it. Now yes. if you're really, really struggling and mm-hmm. quality of life is is going down, then obviously right. that's when you're gonna be reaching out and that's where maybe some depression is creeping in. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but they are separate. Um, and, uh, and I hope that helps. Uh, but just, just know that, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. going to look different for people.
0: Yeah. And, and something else that, you know, uh, you had mentioned as well, just asking, asking your daughter, asking your brother, where, you know, what do you need? You know, what what can I, what can I do? Yes, you know, yes. um, just being there, just that offer, that offer sometimes helps to just make you feel it adds just a little more. Uh,
1: yes. Yeah. That, that, hey, I am here with you yes. on this journey. Yes. You are not alone. You are
0: not alone. And
1: that for mental mm-hmm. health, you know, grief, depression, anxiety, that goes along for any yes. of it. Yeah. Hey, how mm-hmm. are you doing? What do you need right now? Right. How can I serve you?
0: Mm hmm. And what can I do?
1: Let's have an open discussion.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And they will love you for it. William, I thank you so much for, for that call, and I hope that we answered the call, you know, we answered your question. Um, and, you know, if you have any further questions at all, you can feel free to reach out to um, either myself or Dr. Lexi. Uh, we'll be giving some information on our contact when we are closing up the show. So let's go ahead and move into nutrition, nutrition, Woo-hoo! nutrition, and the gut and how that affects our mental health. So Lexi, okay, uh, be a little cliche here. You got to eat your veggies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you remember that commercial? It was, um, uh, I forget the, the name of the spaghetti. Not, it was a pasta where the pasta was made with veggies and the mom was in the kitchen and the kids were like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And the dad says, "Like, um, oh, that's the pasta with," and he's about to say veggies, and she's she's rattling the pots and whatnot. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I might have missed yes. that one. It was it was uh, a super funny trust you. <laughs> Yes, super funny commercial. But you know, we laugh we laugh at it. Yes. But it's so 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 important. I mean, that's exactly what we need in order to make sure that our body and brain can run, right? Yeah, that's correct. That's
1: correct. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, in school, we had an environmental medicine professor who, oh my gosh, when you were sitting through the lectures, you just did not even want to go outside <laughs> because of the toxic world we live in. And I'm sure yes. our faces were like, oh my gosh, yes. we're never going to survive. And he would always end the lectures with eat your vegetables, they will
0: save you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, really, <clears throat> when you think about it, when you think about it, I know that with my, my daughters, you know, and I'm not putting you guys on blast. I'm sorry, sorry, ladies. But, you know, they are horrible with want. Well, my oldest is the worst, but um, anything that starts with a V, you know, uh, v- veg, v v v Not interested, you know? And so I'm like, you know what? I mean, we got to figure something out because we got to make sure that you're okay. I mean, you're growing and we want to make sure that you're getting the things that you need, right? Yes. So yes. It's, just, it's just crazy. But again, there are ways to get your veggies and, and a
1: little bit of a gratuity green stuff on the plate. I'm sorry, uh, but that doesn't quite count. It can count a little bit. Yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you a C for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But um, oh. But I really want to see, you know, a cup to a cup and a half at least of veggies, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. eight servings of vegetables a day. When you really think about that, it's even hard for me sometimes to get that in, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so just a few little things because I know, you know, some of the why people out there, what, what's up with the vegetables? Well, they do provide those building blocks and mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. so full of antioxidants and fiber, yes. which fiber is going to get into the gut health component. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, fiber binds up to all those excess hormones we don't want. It yep. binds up to the toxins, toxins. we don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, all the excess cholesterol, we got to keep our bowels moving. Yep. Um, and they are anti-inflammatory. And so if you're achy and and all that, you know, vegetables do really up the game to helping Mm -hmm. you to feel better, more energized, thinking clearer. Yeah. Um, You know, have you ever gone through a cleanse and noticed how that improved your sleep?
0: Yes, I have. It improved my sleep, my skin, like all kinds. Everything. Mood, ability to tolerate stress. Yes. Brain health. (laughs) Very. Uh, people, I hope you're the listening. Mic, the mic drop. The, Yeah, that's just drop the mic and walk out. Okay. <laughs> that's. <laughs> so, you know, so one of these building blocks is folate. Yes. Right. So the dietary folate that we need, so we're eating the vegetables in order to get that dietary folate, right? Yes. So we talk about, and mothers, whenever you're whenever you're getting pregnant or when, when you're pregnant, we're talking about, okay, we need to make sure you're getting your folic acid and things like that. Yes, There's a reason yes, why. Yes, right,
1: right. For the brain development and mm-hmm. the nervous system development. Yep. So that folate is
0: definitely an important piece to that. Right. So I'll tell you that it has been suggested, it has been suggested that, you know, well, maybe I don't need as many leafy greens, like just, you know, getting this, the, you know, the, the salads and whatnot. I can just do maybe a green drink. I'm not saying that that's what I do. I'm not saying that at oh, okay. all. okay. I'm just, okay. yeah, it's not, not me. Somebody else said that. Somebody else said that. Okay, so, sure. So, yeah, green drinks. So... How do you feel about
1: how do you feel about the green drinks? Um, all right, so green drinks are are fine, um, okay. but they shouldn't be a standalone. Um, there are going to be some values to the green drink in terms of you know just getting nutrients in you fast, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but only one fruit, if even a fruit, because sometimes people are uh, confusing green drinks with smoothies, and mm-hmm. they're throwing in a lot of fruit, and and so that's one thing. And then two is because you're taking away that fiber, um, you're going to actually be spiking blood sugar possibly. Mm, So you have to kind of watch those green drinks and the sugar content in them, because they can sometimes be deceiving, even though it's green doesn't necessarily mean it is sugar free. Mm -hmm. Um, And so watching the glucose, especially uh, if you're having issues in that. So I really am a whole foodist. So I would prefer you to eat the whole food, as opposed Mm -hmm. to drinking the food, but drinking the food can absolutely be good for um, people who have just really inflamed GI tracts. um, And they really need those nutrients fast. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's some value to the green drinks, but it shouldn't be the
0: only source of your So your recommendations are... How many, so how many, how many green vegetables should we be eating? Like, so.
1: Well, so I would vote for more. Let's just get you to eat vegetables. Yeah. Okay. Eight servings of them a day. Yes. Okay. So that's, if we was two servings a meal, that's about six. If you eat three times a day, you know, and then you're going to snack on some veggies. So really like eight servings is actually, that's a tall order. Um, So maybe you do have that green drink in the morning (laughs) 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 Um, and and colorful. So, but the green leafies, try to have some green leafies for most of your meals, if you can, uh, like dinner and lunch. Um, and then for uh, your morning green drink, is probably gonna have some spinach or some sort of green leafy in there. Yeah, And then yeah. I like to saute, you know, let's just say you do eggs, um, eggs with sauteed vegetables, but I always like to throw in a dark green leafy, even in a breakfast dish
0: too. Hmm. So what about V8s? Yes. So that in my head, like I... I like V8s, I do, but but I'll tell you that I'm so, so, so thirsty after drinking like a V8 because I typically am not getting a low sodium, you know, V8. So, So even though, to your point, you know, we're, we have these drinks that are available to us, but are we actually getting the full benefit because we're adding these other things on that we really don't need, right? Right. Know?
1: Yeah, and and the sodium component, um, yeah, because that higher sodium content is going to mm-hmm. make you more thirsty because mm-hmm. the salt the body wants to dilute yeah. that. Um, but uh, that can be really great for hydration after <laughs> a uh, a long run or being out in this heat. <laughs> so you know, you know, the VA could be good. Yes, but yes. but yes, wa- watch your drinks because even though they are healthy, mm-hmm. uh, that ingredient list will be revealing to you.
0: So so. There is um, MTHR. MTHFR. Yes. Okay. So, give me a quick a quick run about. M-T-H-R. Yeah. Okay.
1: So here's the deal. All right. So folate. Folate yes. and B12, we like to do relay races. Mm-hmm. So um, basically there is, a, we're going to call it the methyl group or the mm-hmm. pen. Okay. So imagine that folate is grabbing onto a pin, it's the baton in the race, and it has to run around the tract and it's going to give that baton to B12. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing is that people who have issues with this MTHFR, it's a genetic mutation, mm-hmm. they're not grabbing onto the pen. So mm. folate's actually dropping the pen. Mm-hmm. And it's not being able to pass it to B12 very mm. well. So we can actually test to see, you know what, hey, no matter what you're eating, is are you activating it okay? And if not, yeah. then
0: supplementation is required. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so when we get back, we are going to continue our discussion um, on the gut and the brain, and then we'll go into some questions. We will see you all when you get back. Welcome back to the L Show. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman, and I'm here with my guest co-host, Dr. Lexi Lane. We are in the home stretch here, Dr. Lexi. Ooh, ooh, having yes. so much fun. I know. I know. I hate. I hate it to be over. So when we went to break, um, we were talking about MTHR, so the importance of what what it does, um, and so of course, in previous shows, we have. Discuss just the importance of just the gut in general, right? Um, But the brain and how you feel, I hope people are getting that that is so interrelated. Um, One of my fun facts, actually, on my previous show, um, and also one of my trivia questions was about what is produced in the gut. One of those things was serotonin. Yes. So, I mean, when we're talking about feeling good and we're talking about you know, uh, motivation and mood and those sorts of things, let's look at our gut, right? Yes, yes. And so uh, again, super important people. If you get nothing else, like I say in every show, <laughs> gut health is so very, very, very important. Um, I do want to touch on something before we get to questions, though. I think this is important. I think a lot of people want to know about this. Um, food sensitivities yes. and gluten uh huh. Okay. Yes. So let's hit. So what about food sensitivities?
1: Yes. Okay. So um, first of all, I, I am a huge proponent of identifying and testing for food sensitivities mm-hmm. because I've seen so many cases where uh, we see foods that are healthy and not gluten, and mm-hmm. they are actually triggering the person. And so by identifying that, we take it out, and then they actually do remarkably better. Yeah. Um. So so there is that. And you know, when our guts are more inflamed than the in they're more inflamed than they used to be, mm-hmm. um, and you know our our microbiome has declined over time. Uh, so th- there's going to be trends on like, well, why wasn't gluten such a big deal in the past? And um, we've mm-hmm. got the glyphosate issue with the pesticides. Yeah, with the pesticides. Yes, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, so there's there's many components to this story. But food sensitivities, the way I describe it with people and how it relates to brain is that let's just say you eat a food and it. And it upsets the tummy mm-hmm. and the body gets a little upset. And so that information goes up to the brain and the brain gets excited and goes, oh my gosh, there's something going on down there. Yep. And so it gets excited. And um, well, that excitement is actually that fight or flight response, which mm-hmm. then triggers cortisol, which actually it triggers more inflammation and mm-hmm. perpetuates that, but it activates an excited brain, which is why when we pull gluten out, it can actually calm down anxiety and stress um and uh, so that's just like one example Mm -hmm. also um Dairy and gluten. Again, we've got the environmental toxins that are playing into the food story, Mm -hmm. Um, and we just have a culture where we're having so much bread and so much Mm -hmm. cheese and yummy, yummy, yummy. Okay, all the things, right? Right. And so, is it because we're having so much of it in combination with the fact that they're tainted and common anyway? Yes. Um, So, when we do pull these higher sensitive foods out. We do actually see brain inflammation calming down, which
0: that means stabilized mood. So there is the proponent for regardless of whether or not you have an an issue with gluten, there is a reason why you may want to exclude it from your diet regardless.
1: Yeah, or explore it, you know. So, mm-hmm. so that's what I like to say too is, you know, especially with young people is, you know, let's let's go through an experiment. And, mm-hmm. you know, so really the experiment, you have to be 100%, no cheating, yeah. <laughs> for at least two to three weeks okay. to really allow the body to respond. And, mm-hmm. um, and by the end of that two weeks, two to three weeks, people should see and experience a shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and more times than not, they do.
0: Yes. Well, let's move on to, I really want to get to a couple of these yeah, questions. Yeah, go okay? for it. Um, so one of the questions that I received is, so should I not be on my antidepressant? So this is what I'll say. This this is not um, a question that has an easier, easy answer to it. Um, this is something that, you know, you want to talk to your doctor but you also should look at your behaviors. Um, If your diet is bad and you're not getting any sleep and your guts in knots all the time, that's not helping your brain. So when we talk about, again, that pill, that quick fix, sometimes there are things that we can do in our behaviors that can, of course, subvert us having to use an antidepressant. Not saying that it's not warranted at times, right? Because times yeah. it may be warranted, right? Right, but that's, right. that's 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 my, my overall answer. But what yes. do you Yes, yeah, I'm not anti antidepressant, mm-hmm.
1: especially for the individual that truly needs it. Mm-hmm. You know right. and so it is truly a case by case Question. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we want to get those foundations in place, but it isn't always easy, and it's not for everybody. They don't want to be compliant. You know, mm-hmm. try try to get a teenager in early twenty something to eat whole foods and exercise and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, no, forget it. Now that not all yes. teens are this way, they're all on board. But some teens, um, I'm using teens as an example because sometimes I'll have a parent come in and say, "I, mm-hmm. I really don't want my child on this," but actually it might serve them really well, especially when they're about to go off to college. Right. And, you know, so so antidepressants are not bad. They are a tool. They are mm-hmm. a very useful tool, yep. especially when you're in a real low point. And for some people, they absolutely need it to function. But don't forget mm-hmm. about the foundations because yes. those have to be in place regardless.
0: Exactly, exactly. I, I second, I second, I second that. Yeah, so um, we want to set our our children up for success when they're going up. Right. And so we don't want to make it more difficult for them. Right. So if there is a need, we want to answer the call. Right. But like you said, we want to have those other things in place as well. Right. So, okay. Next question. So uh, this question came from um, a male caller and it says, okay, it bothers me that my wife, when she is stressed, has no interest in sex at all. I'm there for her, I listen, I try to make it better, but it is so far from her mind. However, when I'm stressed and she wants to be intimate, I gladly oblige. Also, I don't know when we are going to be intimate again, so I jump on the opportunity. What is going on, please help. Okay, so couple couple things here couple things here. Um, women and men deal with stress differently. We, we, com- we, you know, we take things in a little bit differently and maybe we're not able to compartmentalize as well as say a man, our brains, right. They're just the way our, our, ba- our brains are bathed in estrogen, their brains are ba- bathed in testosterone. Right. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, it, 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 that, if she is if she is stressed, we want to figure out why why she's stressed, right? And so coming it from the approach of okay, so the the end game shouldn't be okay, you know the intimacy, right? And we and we had another show where we talked about what does intimacy look like? Does intimacy have to be you know what we think it you know penetration. It doesn't have to be that it could just be cuddling. Right. So what does intimacy look like between, you know, the part the partnership. Right. Um, but I think it's important to have a conversation with her around, okay, what's, what's going on? Like listening to her. Um, she, you just, you, you just, you never know. I'm certain that she is not deliberately saying, I just, you know, don't, you know, want yeah. to be with, be with my husband, I am sure that it's probably something um, along the lines of maybe that's not able to be identified possibly, sure. you know, sure. um, hormones. We always go back to hormones, right? <laughs> hormones that those are, that is real. That is real. That's real. Yeah. And it could be something that she wants to, to get you and her have that conversation too, of course, have the conversation around what you're going to do to work on this together. But communication is huge.
1: Yeah. And I actually have a couple of things with that. Um, number one is when was the last time they had date night? You know, mm. so the chivalry, yeah. you know, of yeah. you, women, got, we've got to be warmed up, you know. Yeah, exactly. Let me shave my date me. Yeah,
0: date me. <laughs> date me. Yeah.
1: And, you know, take me out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and if she's like, oh, well, I'm really tired, then that's where that conversation can happen where it's, you know, uh, you know, honey, I miss you. You know, and ha- yes. and and I really want to be with you mm-hmm. in this way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and being a little bit more emotional about it. And then I thought about the love languages. Yes. And, you know, yes, it's like yes. what are those love languages that your partner has that mm-hmm. maybe you got you need to revisit to kind of wake up that excitement again. And you know, yeah, okay, there is the hormonal drop that contributes, the dry vagina, all of the things all that you talked about. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but but at at the end of the day, we do want. To dress up, put on, you know, and yes. and have some chivalry and um and and date me, you know. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Give us the warm up, the foreplay, <laughs> the the all day, the all day yes. foreplay. That thing, you know.
0: Call me. Check yes. on me. See I'm doing. Yeah. Bring
1: some excitement back into it. Um, yes. And that might help as well.
0: Yes. Well, um, so just really quickly. Um, we didn't get to this question of resilience, but I think that we talked about it earlier in the show. So I'm going to forego that question. Um, and, uh, we'll just keep it moving. We're about to end the show. So, um, again, as always, you know, we're so glad that you all have been with us today listening. You know, it, it's just an amazing time that we have to be here on the show um talking with you all about all of these different subjects and we're in our this is our i think this is our 10th episode bill is this our 10th episode yeah this is our this is our 10th episode um and so you know being able to really talk through um, all of these very important important issues on the air is is an amazing thing to be able to do Um, and honestly Um, when we think about, uh, what ways we can, what ways we can help, um, (sighs) I know I'm kind of tripping over my words here, but I I, want to get the right words. Um, any way that we can help our sisters and their husbands and their partners to make their lives better, that is what we are here to do. So ladies, 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 Dr. Lane and I, we are so glad that you were were listening today. And men, we're so glad that you were listening today. I want Dr. Lexi to tell you how you can get in touch with her um, so that you can find out more about what she does.
1: Sure. You can visit my website at summitvitality.com or find me online at any social media at Dr. Lexi Lane. So that's D-R-L-E-X-I-L-A-I-N.
0: Wonderful. Thanks again, again, again to all of our listeners. And I can't wait to spend this time with you again next week. We want you to have a very fun and safe holiday weekend. Take care.
1: The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, W290DK, Mooresville, Lake Norman, North Charlotte.